Welcome coming in hot, chicks. Coming man. in hot, coming in, brother. Coming in hot. We're doing a. Well, just so everybody knows, we're doing fun bag Sunday. We're sorry we weren't here Friday, but it's it's for uh, a. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, it's just been a little crazy, man. My dad had a stroke this week, and uh, you know, it's just it's uh, kind of you know, hey, obviously for anyone that's been a part of that, he had an open heart surgery five months ago, and it's just been a crazy week, man. So uh, we're, yeah. we're 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 fitting it in, fitting it in on Sunday, and you know, my dad's uh, you know been in the ICU most of the week, and. And uh, just if anyone out there listening, prayers, prayers prayer, I believe in prayer, time. prayers help. Please pray for my dad, Jim Casey, and uh, that he pulls through this and and that, uh, you know, the doctors can figure out what to do next. Yeah, we're all praying hard. You, you folks at home, yeah, yeah prayer is power, so yeah. go for it. The, yeah. the, the, we appreciate, appreciate you on that. Okay, so anyway, but we're still we're still grinding it out here. Case wants to do a show. That's why I'm, you know, really impressed <laughs> by you, man. I love you for yeah. it. And uh, yeah. so... Here's the thing. We're going to kick things off on a positive note. Two dudes. This is the the question of the year, I think, in baseball. You got mm-hmm. Shohei Otani, both of yeah. him, both of him, <laughs> and you have <laughs> and you have Aaron Judge. Okay, MVP American League. It's a very tough thing to say. Let's start with Judge and his 49 homers because that's I think yeah. where you're going to go with that, aren't you? Yeah. Well, you know, 49 homers and Greg Amsinger made a great point. Last night, I was on MLB Network, uh, MLB Tonight with them, and, and we were talking about, you know, I guess, you know, that, that number 62 still should have a lure to it and should, still should have significance because, you know, when I guess, you know, obviously Bonds and Sosa and McGuire all had kind of the, you know, the, the, the PEDs, you know, connected with them. So, you know, and his point was, you know, Otani's obviously doing what he's doing, but Judge is chasing 62. If he does get there, how do you not give him the MVP? And I was, I guess what's what's tough, Chinch, is that we had, because we have a unicorn. Yes. <laughs> We've I, never seen this freaking white horse come in with a horn on its head, <laughs> following a rainbow. Yeah. Uh, I have you know, to go to. Around, I, never, I have to go to know? two different pages to look at his stats. I have to right. open up two pages on my websites to look at Shohei Otani's stats because they're two different people. <laughs> he's, he's a hitter. Two, <laughs> it, yeah, it's incredible. And he's so his ERA is what, what's his ERA? Chin? What are his numbers? Like eleven and go. eight with like a two. Eleven and eight, two six seven in twenty two games started. And how many punch? Dude, he's got like hundred seventy punch outs. Hundred seventy six punch outs in hundred and twenty eight innings, <laughs> and his WHIP is one point oh six. That's I mean, inc- walks and hits. And then, and okay, now go to the other page. <laughs> tell, me <laughs> okay, his, yeah. tell me what his offensive stats. Okay, are. how about two sixty, yeah. one hundred eighteen hits and four hundred fifty at bats, twenty seven homers, seventy five ribbies, and here's the specialist, the, the most unicorny part about him: eleven stolen bases, and he probably could steal more. I bet he. Yeah. I actually want to go look and see if he steals bases when he's pitching. I would guess he probably wouldn't try to run as yeah. hard, but. Generally speaking, like he probably could be a thirty thirty guy. He could oh. be a forty forty guy if he just played I offense. Don't so think he could be, he could be a forty forty guy. And the other day he had a triple. Well, he dominated the Blue Jays seven innings, nine punchies. You know they he won two nothing, uh, but also had a triple, bro. He hit it in the gap, and he was on he was on third oh, like dude, that. He flies. It was He's incredible. Flies. It's unbelievable. And now on so, the flip side, and one more thing though, Judge plays. Defense, big time defense. I think he's one of the best outfielders in the league. He he made a catch at the wall the other night. As a, he's playing center field too, a lot of times. You right. know, that's right. You get a couple extra check marks on that for your MVP season. It isn't. It is a. I don't know what to say. Well, I, I mean, is this one of those situations where you start bringing in what's the record, how good is your team, and all that kind of stuff? I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. Like, 
I think that the game, don't you think the game is starting to lean towards uh, don't care if your team's in the postseason or not? I mean, right. I don't know. Like, you're looking at the, some of the Cy Youngs and, you know, the way they, the way they look at uh, numbers nowadays are so different. Um, so, you know, if you're doing that, like, Trout wouldn't have an MVP. Right. You know, right. You know, no, I mean? exactly. like, you're saying, oh, yeah, yeah. he's not on a winning team. Well, look, dude, Mike Trout was the best player in the game. So, yeah. you know, give it to him. He's I not on a winning that. team, but it doesn't matter. The guys, you know, yeah. the stats say differently. So, I guess just the tough the tough question is, Judge is having such an unbelievable year. He's got a like a right around 110 RBIs right now, and you know closing in on the end of August. But yep. 14 stolen bases for her, him too. By the way, I got to give him credit. Right, for right. Like so, Judge is having an unbelievable year. It's just a great question to, but I like I said, Otani. We've never seen anything like it. So it's like, are we gonna are we gonna not appreciate what he's done because we're just gonna be like, oh, it's just show Otani? No, no one's ever done what he's doing ever in the game the histories of the game has ever done what he's doing so let's not lose sight of what he's doing and how unbelievable he is and i almost feel like you got to make a new award no Mm. seriously like you either have to have the mvp of baseball because how do you not give it to a tawny maybe the hank Aaron award Mm. is is like the mvp of the the hitter Mm -hmm. right because and then the pitcher could be over here but the mvp the, the, the 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 best player in baseball is otani yeah Judge is the best hitter, you know. Right. Uh, Sandy Alcantara is the best pitcher, right? And Otani's the best player. Yes, it's I mean, a, it could be something like that. Well, like, but uh, however, though, if you do invent that award, he's he's probably going to win it every year. <laughs> he it's, would, the Ota- you, it's, it's the Otani, the Otani award. award. He should just get his yeah. own award every year with his name on. But exactly. one other pop for Judge: two ninety five batting average. You love that. You got to love that. Yeah. Forty nine homers just shows consistency. It's yeah. Crazy. Dude, you know, when people talk about batting average, oh, it doesn't matter. Bullshit. Goldschmidt, 330. Judge, 300. Like, some of the, the best players in the game, have a, they're right around 300. They're, or, you know, they're, 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 they're sitting 280 or above. The best players in the game aren't hitting 220, dude. They're right. just not doing it. They're not. I don't care what your OPS yeah. is, all this stuff. Like, the, 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 the creme de la creme. Are, are hitting, you know, they're, right. they're, and, their average is still... Yeah, and your power well, guy, right? You, you have 109 RBIs at this point in the season. Some of them aren't going to be from home runs. Like, if he was, if he's, if he was in 264, I bet he'd have 82 right. RBIs by now, maybe, maybe even less. So it's a good question. You know what? Folks who join up on our uh, YouTube page and, and write things out, or if you get on our Apple podcast or any kind of those podcasts where you can, uh, where you can kind of talk to us, tell us your thoughts. Tell us who you think's going to be the mvp or should be the mvp and we'll talk about it next week on the show right perfect man yeah all right perfect. great now sticking with baseball and sticking with the yankees this is like goes into the uh category of like weirdest injuries ever in sports Araldis right. chapman tattoo hurt him got a tattoo <laughs> and he's hurt because of his tattoo what he's infected he's infected in, i guess his his leg got infected and, you know clean your needles you know, man Clean your needles. Yeah, dude. What, I got Go tattoos. to a place that has better needles. Yeah, make, yeah, make sure yeah, you get those things and light them on fire or something. <laughs> yeah. they know your, and your mom used to you get a splinter. Like, Sean, you got a splinter in your foot. I'm like, ah. Oh. And she's like lighting the, the needle on fire. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, mom? You know, is this some sort of magic trick? She's like, no, we got to disinfect the needle. So maybe the maybe the needles that you know are out there in San Fran or Oakland need to be disinfected. Yeah, you got to clean it up. Literally clean it's it funny, up. funny, dude. It reminds literally clean it up. It reminds me of a story though, because everyone's like, "Oh, tattoo during the season." I remember going with our man Danny Graves in the eras that Gravy's all tat. You know, you see a baby face oh, assassin, yeah. you think this guy's just like, you know, 
Oh yeah, he's tatted up like, uh, like the no, Moana he's guy. When he takes his shirt off, boom, he, yeah. he could have his own show. Like what is that show? It's like called? The Rock. Like, Inc. Yeah, whatever. Inc. Yeah, he's Miami Ink or whatever. Yeah, Miami Ink. He could have Danny Graves Ink, dude. This freaking <laughs> guy is tatted everywhere. And I went and got one of the coolest <laughs> tattoos, bro. He got this sunshine on the back of his neck. Really? Pretty big too. And we were playing the Arizona Diamondbacks, and he's like, Case, you want to go get a tattoo? We had a day game, and I think we went after that. So, yeah, I went with him, and we sat there. I can't remember. It was like me and Jason LaRue, I think, went and sat and watched Gravy get this tattoo. But it was pretty cool. No, but his man. didn't get infected. I think he closed the game out the next night. But... <laughs> so, that you know, actually... people were like, why is he getting a tattoo during the season? Like, I don't think that's the issue. No, I think it's... That, that reminded know? me of something, actually, that popped into my head, a tattoo stories. When, when I uh, started at ESPN, I was a kid, 21. I used to smoke heaters. Everybody knows that. Yeah, knows me. Yeah. I don't anymore. Crush uh, a couple of heaters, yeah. Yeah, crush, crush a couple of heaters. So, you know, like, in between, you know, your edits done, whatever, I would go outside and crush a heater. And Rob Dibble was at ESPN at the time. And, this one, and, and he, he was crushing them with you. Oh, he crushed. 100%. Oh, my God. He probably crushed a pack. He, he crushed more heaters than most people back then. So, um, I'm standing out there one day, and I'm smoking, and I didn't know him at the time. I, I was just, just started at ESPN, and I'm standing next to Rob Dibble. And his shirt, he had his sleeves up like this, and he's just standing there smoking a heater like that. And he showed me both of it. It was at least one of his arms. He had a huge. Remember, guys started getting those like those tribal, but they weren't really oh, tribal. Tri they were like yeah, no, yeah, but with the uh, the uh, yeah. What's the stuff where you can't jump over a fence? The uh, oh, like barbed bar, wire. Bar, bar. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. standing there. He goes, "What do you think of my ink, dude?" And I was like, "Oh my god, it's Rob Dibble." And I'm like, "It's pretty awesome." He goes, "I use Howard Stern's guy." And I was like, oh, that's sick. And I'm like, I've, I've never forgotten. I'm like, I'm standing there smoking a heater with Rob Dibble talking about his Howard Stern guy tattoos. It was funny. Well, ju just the fact that Howard Stern has tattoos, I didn't know that. Tons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got I like thought, artsy stuff. I thought Stern would be a little wimpy. Like, he sounds a little wimpy. Like, you know, get the needle like, woo. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. Well, he, he was, be he was bananas back in the day. It was probably back when he yeah. was, you know, doing the... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Hank the Angry Drunk stuff and all that stuff. <laughs> Rest in peace. All right. Now, no more controversy. I have another controversy. There's another professional yeah. athlete who has missed some time already, and this is in the NFL. It's Tom Brady had personal yeah. things going on, and you know, if he did, he did, sure. But there's also a conspiracy yeah. theory that he missed the first part of training camp because he's appearing on the next. Uh, edition of the masked singer <laughs> oh my god <laughs> be dude. amazing talk about preferential if, treatment if that's true i hope they paid him like 50 million dollars to be on the masked singer because right it, it would kind of be cool but you know i it, it looks it sounds like he missed it because of personal re reasons I would think. you know and so, dude I, I was reading what he said dude, at the end of the day he's 45 right you know he's got kids a wife, you know what I mean? He's done everything he could do in the game. He wants to come back. I always think, like like Jim Leland used to say, listen, the rules aren't the same for everybody. Yes, correct. Ken Griffey Jr. wants to come you know, out and not stretch that day because he's going to go hit two bombs in the game. Mm -hmm. Those are rules for him. Joe Blow, rookie, you better be there on time. Yep. You better be ready to stretch. So I look at Tom Brady. I say, dude, you pick your rules. We know you're going to be ready. Your, uh -huh. your track record speaks for itself. The consistency and commitment you've had your whole career – if you want to be a couple weeks late or take 15 days off or 11 uh -huh. days off or whatever to go deal with personal matters, 
And if it, you want to go on vacation for 11 days during camp, do it. You're Tom Brady. Absolutely. We know when, we know when the bell comes on and the, yeah. when, the, when the red light comes on and we're ready to go and you cross those white lines, yeah. we know you're going to be the best quarterback in football. Yeah. Plus, he has his own workout program. He has his own doctors. He has his own yeah, everything. Dude, he's got there. that he's, Alex he's, Guerrero guy. Yeah. He's probably doing some, like, some yeah, shit exactly. you've never seen before. Just, yeah contorting his body and totally stretching. i remember back in the day it was uh florida state was in the uh was in the national championship game bobby bowden was still the the coach yeah. of the team and sebastian janikowski biggest leg ever was the kicker oh. i'll never forget this. i think it was when they were playing uh michael vick in virginia tech but uh janikowski missed curfew one night and the rules for florida state where if you miss curfew you don't play in the next game and so i'll never forget bobby bowden you know the huge crowd of reporters thinking oh here we go they're gonna lose their their secret weapon kicker and bob bowden's like oh he's playing and they're like but you have a rule and he goes yeah i got a rule but i want to win the game and he's our best kicker so he's playing so maybe next year <laughs> maybe next year you might miss the first game but i'm not worrying about that right now and you're like yeah what yeah. are you gonna say you got <laughs> he's the coach you can do whatever he wants so he that's plays. what i mean dude yeah, yeah you, you got also pick also pick your spots too and, yeah you know what i mean with, with stuff like that so. totally anyway all right uh one last topic also controversial live golf this is an interesting one i want to talk to you about is this, you know your professional baseball player in a union i don't think golf is PGA is technically the yeah. same type of unionized thing that you are, but right. this will not, it's not stopping. And there's lawsuits all over the place. The PGA guys hate the live guys. The live guys are starting to hate the PGA right. guys. What's your take on the, the whole situation? Well, I love, hey man, competition, you know, is good. Yeah, if you got if you got no competition, then you just got a monopoly, and you're like, hey, listen, mm -hmm. you know, PGAs they're they're a little nervous because Live Golf's come in, and you know, and they're they're stirring the pot, throwing yep. money around, all that stuff. Well, what the top PGA guys get together, like Rory, Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods got together, and they said, listen, we got to start making this better. Mm -hmm. We got to figure out ways to get guys together and start making these events better. So it looks like. It, lo it looks like they, they, the top PGA Tour golfers will commit to playing more events, 12 tournaments to have purses between 15 to 20 mil. Yeah. So basically, everyone's, you know, yeah, all you over the live golf stuff. At the end of the day, it's, it's making the PGA better because yeah. also those guys are going to um, – they said that the, um, the top players in the PGA Tour are committing to compete in at least 20 events starting next season. Because mm -hmm. I think a big thing with PGA is – Okay, you're going to get yeah. the, the majors. They're going to be at all the majors, but sometimes you can't get them in those other events. You know, might have, you know, a, a few of the top guys here, a few right. of the top guys there. Now they got 20 events where these guys are going to commit right. to being there, and the purses are going to be super high. So, right. hey, at the end of the day, you can say what you want about, you know, live golf and the Saudis and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, for the PGA. Oh, the totally. competition is going to make that product better. Yeah, Tiger Woods, they're stepping up. Tiger Woods was offered what they're saying is between seven hundred and eight hundred million dollars to go play for Live. And by the way, you need him in the PGA Tour, so they had to do this. It's a smart move. Yeah. But the yeah. other thing is, I would almost, I would almost take it further. And most purest golfer fans might not like this, but like Tiger and some of those guys, they should get like exemptions where they're going to like. Even if they don't qualify, they should be able to play on they're Saturday in. and Sunday. Yeah, you know in, what I'm yeah. saying? Because when Tiger when Tiger misses a cut, your numbers people just, go home. People go home. People go home. Yeah, people go home. Like they're and, not going to stay. And, and the, the the Golf Network or NBC who oh, covers it, oh, they're it's like terrible, oh, terrible for them. They're like it's like uh, terrible. It's like having like a like a. Oh, I don't know. I was going to mention two teams in the Super Bowl, but then it would just be alienating two cities. But, I won't. Right. but it's like you know, you, you, everybody wants Dodgers, Yankees in the World Series. Not every fan, but every. Right. 
stupid TV station, every every and company. Every, exactly. It is That's what it the is. Money is. Yeah. Be yeah. be good. Be good, and you'll get to, you'll get on TV yeah. more. Um, no, no. So that's it's interesting. Well, well, wonder, another thing, I saw I saw Rory McIlroy say something too. He said, "Listen, he goes, there's a lot of good that's coming out of this too." Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure things out. He goes, "One thing we don't do well as golfers is get together. Mm. You know, we show up at the events, we might see each other. How's it going, Tiger? Yeah. Blah blah blah. This is kind of forcing guys to get into the room, get to know each other a little more, take their brand, really hone in, and say, how can we make this better? Yeah." And it, you know, I think I think it's a great thing. And you know, I don't know, dude. I'm a big wrestling fan, so I even go back to wrestling, like yeah. WWE, WCW back in the day when WWE was just dominating. They got a little lackadaisical, mm-hmm. right? And then WCW comes out, they get a little edgier through their thing. Next thing you know, you go back to that WWE era, the the um, you know, um, with Degeneration X, the Attitude Era. Stone Cold comes out of it. The Rock comes out of it. Mick Foley comes out of it. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're like. The greatest generation of wrestling history yeah. happens because WCW actually became competition for yep. WWE. Mm-hmm. WWE had to elevate their game. And it's just, like I said, healthy competition is good for everybody. Absolutely. It, 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 it forces you to not be complacent. It forces you to get out of your comfort zone. And that's where your infinite potential relies, right, is beyond that comfort zone. Because if it were, if things just work and they work, well, then you don't ever have to take any shots. Mm-hmm. But if you are in a comfortable place and you realize the only way to get to where we really want to go is through that that uncomfortable zone right well bam all of a sudden you'll do it if there's competition sitting there saying you don't want to do it we're going to do it so i think it's a good thing for the pga that live golf is here yeah no totally it's like it's funny i watch uh shark tank shark tank sometimes which is always interesting and a lot of the guys the cubans and them they're always like do you have a patent on this do you have a patent on this because they're like, how are you going to? How are you going to prove that your product, that no, somebody else that comes along that tries to copycat your product, isn't going to make it better and destroy you? Like it's the same right. concept. Right. Like you got to keep progressing. It's like, you know, working in, in television, for example. Like every three or four years, you really do have to freshen up uh, your studios and you have to freshen up the the music because, you know, if you go down, you know, the NBA on NBC. Remember that? That's an 80s. But that's like an 80s, 90s sound, right? Yeah. Now it's, yeah. you know, flow rider rocking out because that's the generation we're in now with the music, right. times have changed, all that. It's the same thing with any type of sport. Like, And, and it's why, you know, baseball had, baseball's made some changes to compete with the NFL and NBA as far as popularity and getting, getting kids involved because, you know, they, they had to advance to, to the next stages of, of where the environment of the fans that are watching the game are. And, yeah. It's all, it's all part well, of business, man. It's true, man. And you might even see, um, for baseball's sake, they just did a game in Charlotte with two minor league teams. Um, MLB Network covered it. But it was a lot of different rules. Like, you could only pick over three times. Mm. Uh, the bases were bigger. You know, they started to put in these yeah. things. And I asked Greg Amzinger, who called the game, I said, how was it? He goes, incredible. Mm-hmm. He was incredible. And, like, it might be a way that baseball evolves to, like, okay, the game's going to change a little bit, but it's going to be a better product, you know? And I... I don't know. Obviously, that I'm I'm more of a purist when it comes yeah, to baseball, but I'm also let's not be let's not just let the times pass us too and go. Well, baseball is not really relevant anymore because it didn't change with the times. So mm-hmm. maybe there will be something that happens, you know, with the play clock or whatever that baseball does a few things here and there it doesn't change the you know the base of what the game is, right. but maybe a few things here and there makes the game better, makes yeah. it faster, makes it more interesting. Home know? run derby, for example. 
That was a, exactly. That's a, that's the guy. That's a move right there. And you know, and you can. It's okay to fail too, because I remember Joe Torre when. Remember the, the the stupid rule at second base, and and guys were being called safe because of the, uh, the they weren't holding onto the ball, and they were doing a replay with yeah. it. And Torre was like, because he was part of that rules committee. Torre was like, ah, we messed it up. We're going to get rid of that rule, and they just got rid of it. They put it in there. It didn't work right, and so fine, you know. It, you, you hit 300, you're getting hits three out of ten times. If you hit a home run in one of those three times that you get your three hits, you're, you're going to the Hall of Fame. So you got you got to take your right. swings. Take the swings. Exactly. <laughs> swinging bat's a dangerous bat. And I, I, lo- I love what you said there, Chinch, too. Failure is information. It's data. Mm-hmm. You know what? We, we sometimes look at failures like, oh, I'm a failure. No, you're not. It, it, failure is information. It's data. How do we do it better next time? How do we do it better? There's a book called The Culture Code that I'm reading right now by Dan Coyle. So good. And he, and he said the, be, the best leaders are vulnerable. So you, like you just said, the best leaders say, like Nate, T, SEAL Team 6 says, hey, man, we messed that up. We got to be better next time. We got to do this differently, different, you know, this, and we got to train for it. Now that we know, we got to train for it. So I love that, man. You got to take shots. In life, you got to take shots. How do you know it works or doesn't if you don't take the shots? So for the people that say, oh, man, I just like it the way it is. Well, guess what? You're going to get passed by mm-hmm. because the way it is, it's just it, it becomes stale. you got to take shots and find out what works and what doesn't. That's what I love. That's what I love about life. But I love that about sports, too. I love it, too. Wait, what do we say? Yeah. Why, why are we doing this show today? Because we were we we're debating on it's whether a, we should... yeah it's okay to, it's okay to suck not okay to skip there you go yeah that's I a good we got to get something out there yeah. chance let's go exactly that's the mindset right that's where we got to go with this also by the yeah. way it's a two month anniversary I saw this uh, push the tarp is still out there Tim McMahon he's a uh, it's been Dude, out on the market Tim for two months bro Tim McMahon just went on our buddy Brian Johnson's oh, uh, did podcast he? which is as we have a thousand followers he has like. A million, I think. <laughs> yeah. And also, my buddy Brian Panuzo, who we're going to have on here, who's an awesome dude, great life coach. Mm-hmm. He um, He's out there in L.A. He just had uh, – he's got a great following, too. He's got a great podcast called The Success Lift. Awesome. And he just had uh, T-Mac on there, too. Oh, T-Mac wow. said me, say, hey, man, thanks to you and Chinch for having us on. I was like, hey, listen. Yeah, where's those residual want- checks, brother? <laughs> right, right. We don't want you – know, Jamie Lisso, too, when you become big time, we need to – remember, yeah. you came on the mayor's office, dude. Yeah. We need some cash. Yes, and if you haven't if you haven't listened to the Jamie Lisso show, it is freaking hysterical, man. He is so one of the good. funniest dudes around. And and all that stuff we were just talking about, just kind of mental mindset and stuff, Jamie was way into that, and I did not know yeah. that before that show, so that's cool. Love you guys it, have- man. Well, I think this is one thing everyone – we all need to realize, all of us, if you if you pay attention, like the brain is, is plastic. It's no longer you can say, that's just the way I am. That's just the way I think. Well, that's, that's, that's okay. You can do that if you want, but that's not true. The brain has neuroplasticity. That means it can change. Like neurons that, that fire together, wire together. So you have we have these circuits that, that we just say, well, that's just how my dad told me to do it. And that's just the way I was raised. And that that's not true. So if you actually want to like go in a different direction, you can do it. It takes a little yeah. bit of effort. It takes a little bit of thought, change your habits and all that stuff. But you can do it. And that's when, when Jamie Lisso, it was just cool to see him kind of say, hey, man, after my divorce, I had to, you know, change gears. I kind of feel that way, too. And when I got yeah. divorced, I feel like I had to change gears and, you know, 
start creating some new uh, boundaries or mindsets in my mind to you know get to that next level. So, mm-hmm. like I said, bro, failure is information and data. It's not it, 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 it's good stuff. I like that. All right. By the way, before we go, speaking of information and data, have you and the big Lambuski gotten together yet <laughs> to prepare for your draft, or is he just preparing your draft for you? Well, well, you know what? Over the years, the the big Lambuski, my man uh, Boo, he. Uh, He's ready to go already. I talked to him this morning, and uh, he's all excited about this week's show, too. Mm-hmm. He's got some stuff lined up. I'm learning stuff from him just listening yeah. to him. Obviously, you know, but, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get together in a couple of days here and iron out. Usually yeah. I'm involved in those first three rounds. After that, I'm just a construction cone. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on. So. Yeah. Well, that's where you're making money, man. That's where you win your leagues. That's what they exactly, all say. Exactly, bro. And Lambuski exactly. shot out of a freaking cannon every time he starts talking about it. I actually yeah, texted him. Dude. I texted him the other day because I'm in a, a keeper league. And I yeah. looked at my roster, and there was this one player. I was like, uh, I'm like, should I keep him? And he wrote, Lambuski wrote me back a text message that I, I still haven't finished reading. It was like, it was like the Torah, bro. It was the, it was an entire scroll, and I was like, dude, okay, I guess I'm just not gonna keep him then. But thanks for the advice. <laughs> it was <just> unbelievable. <laughs> he's so, the best, dude. It, dude yeah. He said he can't sleep at night. Now we've heard him sleep because all all he does is think about what he's gonna say on the big Lambuski show, what he can get out to the fans. So good. I think this week's gonna talk about sleeper picks, late mm-hmm. in late round sleeper picks. Yep. And at the end of the day, you know and I know, Chich, you want to win your fantasy league, yeah. you win them on late round sleeper picks. There you go. Look at this. Rookie, rookie, We're moving. Rookies that you might yeah. not know. Bam, the oh. big Lambusi's going to deliver the mail. Other thing coming up this week, which uh, we recorded it already, and I am so psyched about this guy coming on. Oh, the knuckleball, Tim Wakefield, baby. Dude. One of my favorite teammates. Yeah. His show is so good. It's like, so good. It's so good. His story is incredible, dude. Story? How he became a knuckleball pitcher. Yes. One of the greatest pitchers of, you know, around but like one of the greatest knuckleball pitchers ever probably the greatest right obviously you have necro the necro boys but yeah but the story there. yeah he's and oh there. there's a whole story between him and his relationship with the necro yeah brothers. that's amazing Incredible. and he probably he, we'll call it the first demo in a history of uh of the mayor's <laughs> yeah, office he showed us exactly how he throws his knuckleball and it was ex- yeah. extremely cool to see because it's not like how really cool. you know if you picked up a ball and tried to throw a knuckleball it's not how it's not how you would think he does you it very about, differently yeah so and it's, also it's cool. too don't miss the john cena story me tim mm, Will, oh. wakefield and john cena just tune in for that story alone so good with this the picture last. with the picture we yes. Have. yes 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 yeah. we brought the picture out oh my god oh i forgot about the picture oh my god it's like a memento so good, dude. all right so good all right so we got a all lot right, going on man and uh, hey, Mitch. number one, we're praying, praying for uh, Mr. Case, everybody, please. Thank you, man. Please pray for Big Jim Casey. Prayers go out to him, Dad. Let's go, keep working. He's a, yep. my dad's a fighter, so you know he's gonna, yeah. gonna fight his fight his ass off. Here, awesome, so. good. All right, man. All right, Love you, Love you, buddy. Thank you, brother. You All right, man. Everyone out, everyone out there too. Keep listening. Um, we'll get uh, glad we got the fun bag out. Also, Lambuski, if you're a fantasy, if you're an NFL guy, or if you just want to be entertained, tune into the big Lambuski. It's great. And Tim Wakefield this week. Mm-hmm. Let's get it, man. Love you, yeah, Chinch. This freaking fly won't stop. It's freaking been flying by my <laughs> face. I think it's like a fruit fly or something. I don't okay. know what the hell's What, you got on. a banana under the bed or something? Yeah, I, I think there's a couple bananas over there. <laughs> All right, bro. See you next week. All right, week. bro. See you, Chinchy.